This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by hotmovies.com. Try out some ethical paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at hotmovies.com and use the promo code MANHOR. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, all you old pros, porn hoes, and dudes in pantyhose? This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Oh, does my voice sound fucked up? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm I'm finally recovering from a poor mistake last week. I'll tell you all that. Oh, God, this sounds so gross. I sound like a grandmother after giving a blowjob. Oh, my God. Hi. I am back. Your host, Billy Presida. Um, forcing my voice into some sort of register that sounds vaguely natural. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I, I am back from the AVN Awards, the Adult Entertainment Expo in Las Vegas, and I cannot wait to share that with y'all in a little bit. But first, show dates, people, show dates. Okay, uh, February 17th, I'm going to be doing a roast battle at Comedy Fight Club, which is down at Lucky Jack's on the Lower East Side. It's a free show at 930, so if you want to come watch me get insulted, uh, you can come see that. But more importantly... Tour de man whore. Oh boy. Tickets have been on sale and I am so thrilled to see that like there is so much interest all over this country to bring this live show experience to them. Uh, I, I want to read off like, I guess we'll read off like the top five cities because I'm so curious to see, you know, which city's going to be first. Which city's going to be the first one to get activated with their very own man whore podcast live show. So uh, in first place right now is Detroit, followed very closely by Miami. Miami. Uh, After that, we have a tie for Washington, D.C., Chicago, and Pittsburgh. Uh, Fourth place, you got San Francisco. uh, And in fifth place, Memphis, Tennessee. So really stoked to see all this. And if you want to get a Man Whore Podcast live show in your town, all you got to do is go to manwhorepod.com slash tour. If your city sells 20 tickets by March 31st, guess what? I'm coming to your city. I'm bringing it to you. I'm packing up the car that I don't have yet. Maybe I'm taking my good friend and and former lover, Andrea Allen, with me. Who knows? We're going to have some fun. Uh, AVN was a blast. I just, I can't get over it enough. Um, I'm today's Tuesday. I got back late last night. I, uh, if, if any of y'all follow me very closely on social media, you might've read some things here and there, some happy things, some sad things. I gotta say covering AVN is an emotionally toiling experience. As I've described before, this you know this podcast, it's not your typical interview show. I'm not going to sit down and ask you 10 hacky questions about double penetration. Like, I'm here to actually like have a conversation. I'm here to connect. 
the thing is like I'm connecting, disconnecting, connecting, disconnecting like all day, every day with a bunch of different people. Last year, AVN, I did 10 recordings. Uh, this year, we did 12. I had like 16 planned. We ended up doing 12. So I, I th- I, I'm really excited uh, to release these episodes over the coming months. I will be sprinkling them out over the course of the year. Um, the first one of which is today's episode with comedian Lisa Traeger. Uh, Lisa is a stand-up comedian who uh, you can see on uh, the Netflix series The Degenerates. She does a half hour of stand-up over there, but she was also out um, at AVN working with the Brazzers booth, and uh, that was, <laughs> we talk a bit about, it's like, hey, why are you here? <laughs> um, and she was just fantastic. We got a killer episode for you. But first, our sponsor, HotMovies.com. HotMovies.com really has anything you could be looking for. It just has so many different fetishes and looks and performers and videos. Whatever you're into, you can find something for you. You know what I like? I do. I am. An, I am an award snob. Whether it's watching feature films or porn, I do like watching the things that were nominated or won awards. And HotMovies.com has an AVN Award winner category, so it can filter it all out just to the award winners. If you're really snobby about what you beat off to, personally, I was really thrilled to see uh, Angela White not only win Performer of the Year, but she also won Best Actress in a Featurette. And it turns out that the featurette she won for is a porn that I have watched. Um, it's like a scene called Who's Becky? And it's from a, a movie uh, called Games We Play. Uh, it's directed by Caden Cross, who also won Best Director of the Year. And, uh, and Games We Play is on HotMovies.com. It is an insane scene. Emotionally. It's not even that the sex is super hardcore. Like, it's some pretty rough sex. But it's basically like a woman, Angela White, in a hotel room with Manuel Manuel Ferrara. I think I'm saying his name right. I mean, he won Best Male Performer of the Year, so I, I should probably get the name right. But but Angela White's character, she's uh, she's like basically discovered that her man's been cheating through text on his phone. So when he wakes up, she's like, who's Becky? Sounds maybe comical, but it's it's like a very emotionally intense porn scene. You almost don't want to jerk it to it. Not because it's not sexy, because it's very emotionally raw and intense. And they really, they go back and forth between making out and, and her sucking his dick to her going back away to like a chair in the corner, crying and yelling at him, then going back over and, and fucking him, but then stopping and going back over. And there's some cons- consensual non-consent uh, play in there as well it's 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 a hot scene but it's like an emotional scene and i'm like oh i'm glad that that won that's something i do enjoy about the avns like there are so many fucking categories but they do have a difference between best actress and best female performer because best actress is like literally the acting part and i thought that's cute that's so cute so, you know, hey, if you go to hotmovies.com, use promo code MANHOR, and you get 20 free minutes on top of any package you sign up for. And you know what? You can use those free minutes to go watch uh, this scene, the games we play, and watch the, the, the scene with Angela White. Do you not know which scene that is? Gosh, if only there was a website that differentiated each scene and tagged it with each performer and all the different uh, sex acts involved. Oh, wait, I know one. Hotmovies.com. When you go to the the movies 
page, they break down each scene individually. So you can like skip ahead to specific scenes if you want to, to the scene with the performer you want to watch or the sex act you want to watch. So you can go to the games we play. You just go to that second scene because that's the one with Angela White. And boom, you're watching her do some serious actual acting and some legit fucking. I mean, she is a sexy woman. So again, go to hotmovies.com. Use promo code manwhore to get your 20 free minutes. And we thank them for sponsoring the Man Whore Podcast. This is the part of the podcast where I like to give a shout out to some of the fan. This is the part of the podcast where I like to give a shout out to some of the members of my fan whore community on Patreon. Right now, I want to give a shout out to Gabby Hayes. Hello, neighbor. I'm surprised we haven't bumped into each other on the train by now. Come on. You know that's what happens when uh, as soon as you discover someone lives by you in New York. Thank you so much for being a local fan of the show. Thank you so much to Carol Witten. I'm glad to see you contributing in the champagne room. I hope we'll be seeing you chime in a little bit more. Come on, you know we all want to know uh, you know, what, what kind of sexy times you're getting up to in there on Sexual Achievement Sunday. <laughs> and thank you to T. Osterhog. Don't really know what that whole name situation is, if I'm going to be honest with you. But you interact with me a lot on Twitter. You like a lot of the tweets. So, like, you're a good egg in my book. Even if your avatar were a Twitter egg, I'd be like, ah, that's a good Twitter egg. That's unlike the Twitter eggs that just like the yell racist, misogynist shit on the internet. Like, there, there's a good one. Uh, thank you so much, T, for being a member. And you too can join the club for as little as a dollar per month. All you have to do is head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Uh, uh, with the money for February, I will hopefully be purchasing a new voice because holy shit is this rough. <laughs> if you skip the intro, if you normally listen to the intro, but you skip because of the voice, like I understand. That's why I'm going to let us just go on ahead uh, to my conversation with stand-up comedian Lisa Traeger. You can see her on Netflix's The Degenerates, and she has a stand-up comedy album uh, called Glitter Cheese available like all over the place. Let's get to me and Lisa Traeger. Yeah, I mean, I'm a believer in like you got to just put things into the world that you want and I'm an avid porn watcher and fan. Uh-huh. And I'm not a I'm not just a casual fan like most people I talk to that like porn they don't know the girls names or like anything but like I watch all the interviews, I read their interviews um and I kind of I'm a super fan. So, and then once Cardi B was going to perform, because I heard Lil Wayne was a disappointment last year uh-huh. and didn't really perform. And I know that she's going to bring it. Like, I just think it's like hose for hose. Like, I think it's going to be awesome. I think she's going to really crush it. So I was like, I need to get over here and I want to ask questions. And they just always get asked the same questions and they're, um, like even browsers are like, let's do a spelling test with them. I'm like, I'm not gonna see if they can spell. Like I don't oh. know, how, I don't know how to spell. How about you participate in the fucking spelling bee, Mister Executive? Okay, yeah, you but join I us. don't even know how to spell. So I was just like, I don't know what you're trying. I mean, I'm sh- they're trying to be funny, but I'm like, that's weird. And even when I've watched red carpet interviews, dudes, like this one for Abella Danger, someone was like, can I grab your ass? Or it's always like, what's your favorite position? And I just wanted to come and kind of talk to them as a pervert fan, but not dismissive of them as like people and how good they are at their jobs so i don't know that's like all of that yeah and yeah that's it (laughs) they'll be so appreciative that if you don't ask some dumb porn questions because they love just getting like talk 
Like if it, the amount of times they have to explain like why, like how they got into porn. Are your parents like cool with it? They're and just it's like, also not a casual question. Like in what brain realm do you think it's okay to go to someone and be like, do you, what's your relationship with your family? Honestly, the That's only nuts. other the only other place I hear that type of thing is like comics. Oh really? <laughs> it's like oh, it's like only if they're like Indian or like Chinese <laughs> or something. I don't never. Oh, I guess I'm foreign. Yeah, I do get asked that. Yeah, you're right. Wait, what's your background? Then? I'm from the I'm Russian. You're Russian. Yeah, from the former Soviet Union. From the so uh, is that how you were raised to say it? From well, this is why <laughs> because it's present day Ukraine. Right. And so if you say Russia and then someone has to follow up and I say Odessa, they try to tell me I'm not Russian right. and that you're like you know you're Ukrainian. I'm like no, I know, but it was the former Soviet Union sure. and we left on religious society. Like, we're just Russian. I don't know what to tell you. And so it gets really, people get annoying. So that's why I just started saying former Soviet Union. So there's no questions or follow-ups. Well, with the, with the dumb porn questions, like the stereotype is like porn stars are dumb or whatever yeah. and vapid. But then it's like, are they? Because I was like listening to some like, I, I won't say the name of the podcast. But it was like some like comedians like people might recognize on like a big comedy podcast network. And they had on um uh, uh Nikki Delano. Okay. Because I was trying to like hear what she's like because we we're going to talk to her. And and they're asking her just these most base questions. I'm like, is are, are porn stars dumb or are like horny dudes who are nervous around hot women just nervously asking sex questions because they don't know what, how to you know speak to them? I feel like if they would just jerk off before the interview, yes. they might just talk to them. <laughs> yeah, and it's just they're more than the, just the job. And I think a lot of these porn dudes or like fans don't realize that they go home. I don't know. And I'm sure they're like super slutty. Like I follow Adriana Chechik's OnlyFans page. Okay. And there's like, they do, do wild so things. So you pay on their for the OnlyFans? I do. Oh, hashtag pay for your porn. <laughs> no, I pay for it. I also buy stuff from many vids and I have a subscription to Kink. But then, I, of course, I go on Pornhub sometimes. It's like hard not to. Yeah, I, it's it, you can't not incorporate. I'm more of a Reddit person. Like I'll incorporate Reddit to my paid porn viewing. Okay. But like, so long as you're paying for some of your porn, I think someone told me like, if everyone who watches porn, which is everybody, yeah, would put a hundred dollars a year into the industry, like things would vastly improve. Yeah, one of the craziest things, and I hope I get to talk to Riley Reed this weekend. I, I she has over a billion streams. A and if can you imagine if that was Drake or a YouTuber or anyone like the amount of money and it's just so like obviously I think she's doing well but like a billion streams billions of people are jerking off to you and you're not making money off of that that's insane yeah it pisses me off yeah it'd be like if I don't know people were recording our sets and then putting them on YouTube for free hmm. yeah but <laughs> but that's not even good that's like us you know we're not even right. planning it so that's like random but these are like they're going to set i don't know and it's part of the companies and stuff too where it's i think the girls should get residuals i like that you're saying like it's the fin there's the finished product that's their finished set that's their finished blowjob they worked on the yeah. blowjobs at their blowjob <laughs> open mics and then this is what they got <laughs> kind of yeah i mean the number one question i'm gonna ask everyone this weekend is how everyone gets their pussies so smooth because they can't wax because you need to wait three to four weeks to re-wax. And okay. so they all shave. But, like, I don't know what they're doing. And all the girls in my life are like, you need to find out. Is that for, like, to spread the information or yes. for personal knowledge? No, we all need to know how to shave and not get razor burn. I don't they're the smoothest shavers in the world. Like, it's just, that's, like, what I'm, I can't wait to find out from everybody. Huh. Maybe they got laser, but even that like takes what like a lot. It's uh, the timing wouldn't work out with a busy shoot schedule. Sure. If they end up telling you it's just laser, like would you end up doing going the laser route? 
I've done I it's for me it's, I mean I spend money pretty frivolously and that's just not a priority <laughs> but eventually I would totally laser. I I want to laser the butthole. That's what I like, yeah. I'm thinking of saving up for. Yeah. Cuz I'm tired of shaving that shit. Yeah, it's gross and annoying. <laughs> I'm sure. And like last minute so and laser lasts and um yeah, it's a good investment. Sure. But get it discounted. Don't ever pay full price. For what? The laser? For the laser. There's I can negotiate always like that? Groupons and I used to work at a salon that did laser stuff, hair removal, and they're always doing like 10 sessions for yada yada. Like there's always a deal. Like yeah. don't. All right. That's my advice. There's always a deal. I legit. No, barely anyone pays full price. In the Uber over here, I legitimately did not think I was going to get butthole laser hair removal advice from Lisa Traeger, <laughs> uh, stand-up comedian. <laughs> One of my friends who's a boy, he just started getting his butthole wax, and he loves it. He can't stop talking about it. <laughs> He's been doing jokes about it. I mean, he loves it. Com- oh, comic? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he wants you to say this, but he's doing jokes about it. It's Soren Choksi. He's getting his butthole wax, and he loves it. Writer? Uh, he has written I for was, some shows. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was uh, I was in a, a writer's way group with him where we would meet up every week and like That's crazy. We, we, and oh, now the, you art, know. the artist way, the artist way. He book? loves the artist yeah, way. We were doing that together like last year for like you know for months. That is insane. <laughs> yeah. So now you know he has a smooth butthole. Um, I like that. That was on my Uber. I, I took a cab. I've been told to take cabs, but I think I'm being fucked with. Yeah. Um, but. Oh, I thought you drove here for some reason, but um, that's why I asked you to take me to the weed store later. <laughs> sure, I mean, I'll so I'll, I'll get you an Uber to the weed store. <laughs> I um, what was I going to say about artists? I don't even. Know. Oh, my Uber ride, my cab ride over. He asked, "Are you gay or normal?" I was like, "I don't know if you should ask it that way, or and ask he, it at all." And he goes, no, "No, no, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Of course, you could be gay and normal." But then he pissed me off even more because he hates Celine Dion. Okay. First, he said Michael Jackson's overrated, and I was like, "You can have your own thoughts about him, but he's just not overrated. He's truly <laughs> that's the way he needs he's to be properly rated. rated." He and he goes, "No." And then I go, um, "Well, my I, I saw Celine Dion last time I was in Vegas." And he goes, I don't like her. I go, why? He goes, she hasn't had a new song since Titanic. I go, well, that's not true. She has, that's the way it is. And this new Deadpool song. And he goes, I don't know. She's old. And then he said he liked Elton John. And I'm like, but he's old and doesn't have new music. What are you talking about? He goes, it's different. Stop pushing your beliefs on me. I'm like, I'm not. I'm just letting you know you fucking hate women or Celine Dion and stop coming up with reasons. You could just say you hate her, but you, you like a person that has the exact same qualifications as her. I don't know. He was like annoying the shit out of me. <laughs> Very annoying, but used to it. Well, uh, well, well the, <laughs> the red carpet gig's a pretty fun gig to have, like considering like your brand it's of huge. comedy. It's really my dream. It's like my dream to do this. Um, you know, I was upset. Me and my family, like all we did was watch award shows mm-hmm. and red carpet and then buy the people magazines of the best dress the next week. And I just always have loved it. And so it's really a huge honor treat for me that I get to do it. But I hope I don't like um, fail on, excuse me, fail under pressure, you know? I'm sure. You know, when you're just too cocky, you're like, yeah, sure, I could do this. But it's like, I've never done it before. Like any sort of like, uh, like improvised, like on the street type stuff. Oh, I guess I have. Yeah. No, I ask questions. I've done, you're right. I've asked questions. It's the same thing with hotter people. 
They are so hot and tiny. I mean, they're so tiny. Some of them are so much like Lena Paul. I passed by earlier today. I'm obsessed with her. I I can't believe you saw her. We have similar points. I really Uh, want to find her. (laughs) I just like I just like passed by her because like uh, I was dragging Nina Hartley's like fucking uh, roller bag for two hours, uh, just trying to be of use. Um, And I just like we passed by her. I was like, she's a lot shorter than I thought. You know, they're all tiny. When I met Penny Pax, I couldn't believe it how like small she was. Yeah. It's insane. They're all really tight. But it makes sense because they're getting thrown around and like fucked in the air and held up. So it makes sense that they're so tiny. Well, you you know, I was asking you before, you know, off mic, like, okay, so like, how do you identify? And then you said one of the best answers in I've been doing the show almost five years. and It's one of the best answers I've gotten for like, what do you, how do you identify? Newly kind of gay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I always thought I was straight, but I like would hook up. I've hooked up with some girls or in group things. And then. I met a girl and we fell in love and we dated and then I got dumped. But um, after that relationship, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to have a wife. So I think I want to marry a girl and I want to date girls. And like on my dating apps, all my settings are girls. But um, I don't I'm not not attracted to dudes like I can imagine myself having sex with a man, but. I don't know. I don't want to look up and see a dude. <laughs> it's uh, like weird. Like maybe a Femi gets laser hair removal. <laughs> no, not at all. Like I saw one. There was like a bartender that I found hot recently and he had a beard. But I don't know. I'm kind of a – people want a, an answer. That's what I've realized once I like switched over. A uh, lot of people want like such a definitive answer, but like I'm open for it. And even if I like met a dude and connected – I would be down. I'd be like disappointed, but I would be fine with it. What, like you'd be disappointed that you're into him? Yeah. Like, oh, I thought like I was like all cool and gay and now I guess like I'm just a little less. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. But yeah, I just really enjoyed uh, dating and being with this girl. So, yeah. I mean, I, I know I'm never looking for the definitive answer. I'm always just looking yeah. for like the context. To, yeah, like, but No, but in they, the world, um, everyone wants an answer. And like when I got dumped, everyone was just like, who are you going to fuck next? Like, who are you into? Are you gay or not? Who? What's going on? And it's like, I don't know, I'm pretty heartbroken. Like, I don't know. And then my other ex- Can I just go boy, cry for a second? Like, that, yeah, that's how I felt. Everyone wants an answer constantly all over. And I just, I don't know. I'm like, grow up. I don't know. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Because I've only been in two serious relationships. And one was a boy and one was a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, did you ever question your sexuality before when you thought you were with the dudes? <laughs> no. It was just like, yeah, dudes, fine. Yeah, and I'm trying to write material about it now because it's like obvious. Like I'm looking back at my life and I'm like, oh, I think you've been fucking gay. <laughs> like I played on an all-boys football team growing up. I've been like just a feminist forever. Uh, not, I mean, everyone should be a feminist, but um, it's very bold. Move. In twenty, <laughs> I stayed at like an anarchist vegan co-op. I used to hang out with Derby girls, and um, I love roller derby. You do. I go <laughs> to Gotham Girls roller derby every month unless I'm out of town. Oh my god, I've never been. I should do that in New York. It cool. is so cool. And Sweet. for me what it does it serves as like the fill in uh for violent sports but uh when football ends because Super Bowl's February, Derby starts March, ends in August, football September. So oh, I can perfect. get my violence as entertainment year round. And I love their fun names. Fun names. Love tattoos. And they're such babes. They're they're babes. Yeah, and then you get to watch babes just knock out babes. I watched oh, at Coney they're Island. Tough babes. I watched one lay one out they stopped the match for like five minutes and i was like 
worth the money. <laughs> no, I used to work at a hair salon when I was young, um, and it was like punk rock cool, and all these derby girls um, worked there, and I felt really cool hanging out with all of them, and I was so much younger than them, they truly were like, I probably annoyed by me, but I was obsessed and so happy to be there, but... I would go to the party sometimes and the girls would just be on the floor beating the shit out of each other at the party. It was like, that's what they would do for fun. But, uh, yeah. And then I, like, I have, I, I have a giant naked Miley Cyrus framed poster. And when I met my ex-girlfriend, um, and then we met in a different country. And then when I came home and I saw the poster, I was like, Oh fuck. Cause she looks like they have the same body. And I was like, Oh, I have a tight, like, I think, I've just been attracted to Miley this whole time and I didn't even know. But yeah, the signs were there. I don't know what I mean, I was the thinking. naked Miley frame frame. Yeah. Not I taped it up. You yeah. took the money to frame. <laughs> yeah. Naked Miley Cyrus was like eh, a little gay. Yeah, little from gay. the Love magazine shoot. You know, I'm obsessed with her and I loved when she was dating Stella Maxwell. I don't know. And my best friends are um this lesbian America. I don't know why I didn't even entertain it earlier. It's really confusing to me. See, because I- also a lot of my material, I don't know if you saw even the degenerates, but it's like about how men suck at having sex and how they don't make women come. And I think that is true, separate from my experience. But then I'm like, maybe I just didn't like these guys. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. The men that you've been with, like what's the the typical uh, beef with like the way they fuck? I, well, for, I, for me, it's not the typical beef. It's that uh, truly men do not care about female pleasure. Mm-hmm. If I mean – the statistics are all out there. Like most women do not come during sex and men are not taught or have the desire to please women. Like it's usually like the dudes that are like super freaky are, but just normal fucking like female pleasure isn't a priority. Even if we watch movies, it's like the fucking happens right away. You know, my biggest pet peeve in like sex in the city and movies is like when a dude's dick doesn't work, they're like, I guess it's done. And it's like, you could do so much stuff infinite amount of things you can do without a hard Yeah, like, cock. why is that the thing? And even, like, you know, with porn, it's, like, it's not over till there's a cum shot. Right. And it's just, like, male pleasure. And women don't speak up a lot and because of sex ed and how it's taught. And um, and so women don't speak up and so many women fake orgasms. So it's just, like, a societal giant issue. But in my um, set, if anyone wants to watch it on Netflix, I kind of trick the male audience into admitting what terrible people they are. Because (laughs) I ask if men ask each other if their friends came or not. Mm -hmm. Like, would you ever ask a guy friend when he fucks someone new? Like, oh my God, did you come? No. You would never. But then I ask if the women, and it's like all the women clap. So it's like, you guys come so much, it's a given. You would not even think it's sex unless you're coming. And then- all the women are like, we're asking our friends, did you come? And usually the answer is no. So it's just anecdotal evidence. It's like none of our friends are coming. Yeah, They're getting fucked poorly. And then it's excuses. It's like, oh, but sex can be good without her. Like, oh, it's going to take time. Or, And it's women having wanting – not wanting or having. They should be more vocal too. Like women, we need to like be more vocal. I've When I was young, I had terrible sex for years because I just didn't even yeah. think it was supposed to be good. Like I was just like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. But none of the dudes were like, oh, this girl does isn't having fun. It's weird. And so it's the way sex is taught for both, uh, both for everyone. Well, they have it's com- not something a woman has to give a man. Mm-hmm. It's for herself. And men need to be taught that uh, they need to make women come. And I think a lot of dudes are, are uh, I think many men are starting to get the picture on the like, you you should be. You have a better chance of getting laid, like laid again with someone when it seems like you gave a shit and tried. The next step of that though is then to teach guys that the female orgasm is not the end all be all. 
and to not be obsessed with it. I think because I think when they get overly obsessed, it then interrupts things, and they're now too concerned. Like, did you come? Did you come? Did you come? Oh yeah, now the don't faking, say that. Now the faking of <laughs> orgasm isn't because like whatever. It's like to appease this person who's like overly obsessed with so like we need to get guys like give a shit but like not be obsessed or yeah or when people are like come for me and it's like all right i'm coming for me fuck you (laughs) no that's annoying that's definitely a theme with people that i speak to of like so did you come but i don't know i read one meme and it was about how like boys need to be taught that sex isn't a conquest but a a thing of intimacy Mm -hmm. um but they should be obsessed. I read – so, you know, when I started dating my girlfriend, I was – I bought a pussy-eating book because, um, yeah, I was just nervous. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to be good. And, <laughs> and how, um, wait, how old were you when you started dating a woman? Oh, this was like two years ago. This is okay. like so recent. That's why I'm like it's totally new because I had like one group thing and then one girl back in the day. But I don't know. I just felt like I had to prep. prep. Right. <laughs> I – uh and I'll, I'll rec- I may I recommend a, a particular video uh, after oh. I, I show you this. Um, I, I organized a gangbang on Sunday. Okay. That's the life I, I guess I live. Um, and there was a fella, there was like, I think we ended up having like 13 guys and she was blindfolded for all of them. One of the dudes that was there is like a very, towards the end, like the last group, last squadron. Yeah. Um, he's like a young, heavy set Asian guy, like kid almost, um, you know, what did he look like? It's fine. Um, he asked, like, oh, can I eat her out? I was like, yeah, go for it. And then he's eating her out. He makes her come so hard. Like, she's sh- her legs are fucking shaking. I'm, like, trying to hold- keep her thighs in check. Um, some dudes fuck her. You know, that guy fucked her, whatever. Um, he he went down her again right at the end. And then she's, like, she finally taps out after about, like, an hour or so. And it's like, I'm good. Hour and a half. Um, and then a few guys lingered long enough that I was like, hey, there's a few guys still here. Do you want to, like, take off the blindfold? See, who, like, some of the fellas that fucked you? She's like, yeah. So she looks and like the other guys in the room were like definitely just like conventionally attractive. It looks like, oh, cool. And I said, now this fella uh, is the one who's making your legs shake. And she's like, oh. Then he said, would you believe me if I said this is the third time I've eaten pussy? And he said he learned everything he learned from a Nina Hartley how-to cunnilingus wow. video. Wow. Okay, cool. Nina Hartley's instructional videos apparently can make like – Someone uh, be a yeah. I should watch. No, I read a book called um, "She Comes First. Yeah, yeah. But because it was, I I brought it up because of the point you made of like dudes being obsessed with it. And part mm-hmm. of this book is like um, it was made for dudes that image like ejaculate early. Uh-huh. And to the point of like, if you just make a girl come, it'll de-stress you, and then you could fuck and like chill out, and then you won't get nervous and come fat, you know. Right. And so that's like where that comes from. But I don't know if we're in a terrorist. But even yeah, you're right. I don't think we're in a territory where men care too much. They care about them. It's still about their ego. It's like, did you come for me? So, I, yeah, I think men should only care about making women come. 2019. Right. This is that's it. I my I my slight pivot on that is that <laughs> I think men need to care about making women feel good. Yes. And then if they come, it's a bonus. But if when you focus it on pleasure instead of the orgasm, you can at least make it yeah. a more attainable goal. It's not the ba- a bad goal. Yeah. And um, the orgasm is like, it can happen, but at least then it takes away this obsession of like, did you come? Did you come? And rather the question is, uh, how does that feel? Does that feel good? Did you have fun? Yeah. As opposed to like, did you fucking come? Well, yeah, but or even like bringing toys or something in or just like mm-hmm. kind of being, um, yeah, less selfish in the bedroom. Well, how did you do with the with the with that woman the first time? 
it's great. I mean, like, it, what's it like to good. be a grown woman like and eat pussy no, for I the feel first like time? A teen, because yeah, I felt like a teen for sure. Um, it, I don't know. It went well. It went well. I was good at it, but okay. I also I haven't ha- hooked up with anyone since then. So okay. I'm kind of like, we'll see what happens next time. I'm like a rookie. If if I may, indulge. but she was really into it for sure. I was good at it for her. What was going through your head that first time being in front of a, <laughs> a genital that you weren't thinking that you were going to be in? Well, because we had hooked up once before, and I just didn't go down her. Um, honestly, I didn't have any weird feelings about it at all. Okay. I don't know if I felt any different. I was just like super attracted to her, was super into it, and I wanted to make her feel good. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, and it was fun. And then I was kind of just like, why aren't why aren't dudes better at this? It just seemed it just didn't seem that hard. Yeah, even though it took like a little bit maybe, but it didn't seem very hard. So it's just confusing what all this like mystical like oh how do we do this? It's just like I just read one book and then I made her come. Yeah. So I'm just like confused. And it's like when in doubt, enthusiasm, right? Like yeah, any most sexual experiences can just be improved. Yeah, like even if you don't know how to technically do it, like just be like enthusiastic, and at least like you'll get closer. And she's um like a fr- like she would also guy like if something wasn't right or I had to move over, like she would tell me she really didn't have any qualms. That's the other thing. Being vocal. Yeah, we got to teach also be like at the same time getting guys to give a shit, like teach women like to be vocal. They have to be vocal. Um, Because not mind readers. uh, (laughs) Yeah, but I I dated someone and when I told him I didn't come, he went, well, what do you want me to do about it? Bad, bad guy. (laughs) Sure, but you can also communicate through like the not, like not like saying your words. Like I prefer words, but if it's like, through nonverbals, through like if you're not a moaner, but you're not going to say that feels good, you can yeah. like throw out some. Well, this is one of the dangerous things of people, especially boys, watching porn too early. Mm. That is like I know Bella Danger is always like you should not watch it till you're 18. Like that's why she doesn't do princess stuff. Wow. And same with Adriana. Yeah, that's the legal age to watch porn. Well, okay, because it fucks you up. Because a lot of kids don't get good sex education it's so much abstinence or like right. fear based and then a lot of parents aren't really open you're hoping that they are and so so many people get porn edu- like sex ed is porn and they don't realize that it's like not how people fuck mm-hmm. so what i like is having there being more and varied porn so yes. when you're finding the porn it's not just the extreme shit or you might stumble upon a an actual anina hartley ed- how to yeah, yeah we're like it's sex ed but it's like a porn set it's sex ed using porn to show it to you yeah because um kink does like um an a uni- kink university sure. one of that's one of their things and they go through all the stuff i watched the eating out on that one too but they have all different types um of education but kate will has a joke about this a lot i think there's jokes about it but like you can tell if a dude has watched all like so much porn mm. While they fuck, versus actually like fucking people consistently. Yeah, if he's got you in dog and he's putting his like yeah. foot on your head, <laughs> which like I didn't even know was a thing. Like I heard people complain about that before I knew it was something people did because I just don't watch that kind of porn. Yeah, what do you watch? Oh, it depends on my mood. Yeah, well, ob- yeah. <laughs> uh, like I'm a big Reddit person, but like, so what's happening on Reddit? I, don't, I thought people just type on that. Like I didn't realize there was porn. Oh, you can have like picture stuff because like. You know, there's a lot of not safe for work subreddits. Okay. Um, so like I like there's I usually start most of my reddits with r slash chubby or r slash hold the moan, which is basically like public stuff. That's um, I, I do public disgrace. 
Uh, That's uh, what I watch. Public disgrace. Okay, yeah. So I like it like less extreme. I just I like the whole like let's sneak it here. Like what? Like I fucked my girl, my ex once, like on a bus to Jersey to introduce her to my mom, and like that was fun. Or like fucking around in a movie. Did theater. people see? No, but there was a guy literally two seats in front of us. It was really hot. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I love playing in public. I love New York City for public play because our cops have better shit to do than to like bust you for public sex. So do cops like just watch and they're into it? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't had it happen, but I just got to imagine there's going to be like, get out of here. You yeah. know, unless you're like doing it as school. Yeah. Then just like, they're like, just can you get out of here? That's why I get like, if you get caught in Central Park, I got to imagine it's more like, just like, we're going to run your names. If you have no warrants, get the fuck out of here. Um, because they have, we have real crime. When you get caught in your hometown, the cops know you personally. They'll be like, even if you got away, they like can they know your mom. <laughs> like they just be yeah. like, we caught Jimmy fucking in the place or whatever. Yeah. So I usually start with like they have basically these like really niche subreddits. Okay. So like anything you can want. Like there's our slash chubby, but there's also our slash slightly chubby, our thick, our curvy, our BBW, our SBBW. Um, like that's What's SBBW. Like super big beautiful oh, women. Okay. There is also I think there's like our feeders, our stuffers, our stuffers gone wild. Like that's just. That is only a sample. And everyone's just posting their shit that they like. Their that they like, or sometimes their own original content. Yeah. Um, like our chubby is mostly like a self-posting. You're usually like posting like it's real women posting their real bodies and whatnot. Um, our hold the moan is gonna be like similar, like people posting their own things or posting porn that takes place in public. Oh, hold the, so that's okay. Yeah, hold the moan, like you gotta be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> or like if you're fucking like next to somebody. Um yeah. and then it's just a rabbit hole from there. Who knows? Like they have they have things like for big tits but they also have like boobs in front of like in between arms where like just people specifically doing that pose <laughs> and it's just only that so you can get like hyper specific on reddit and yeah. if i have a specific taste i use that if i'm watching porn i don't know i like uh it's weird i get shy about the porn that i watch i don't know i share everything on the show it, but that get, yeah that gets you I get, you don't have to <laughs> no no i get weird uh uh I, li I like the public stuff i like that sometimes i like watching a woman um Oh, recently, Transporn has been like inching its way into my rotation of stuff. Uh -huh. And that's been new and me trying to figure out. Um, so who knows what that's going to be? Yeah. So when did you start watching porn? You said you're a porn fan. Well, I think casually and like once in a while. But I think I found kink and like I knew that I really liked it maybe four years ago. Four or five. Okay. So like. Well into but, adulthood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would do casual porn um, or like, oh, I'll go on once in a while. But yeah, I didn't really get super into it until I found kink. Mm -hmm. And then you see like the regular people, um, like you know, not the regular people, but like you see the same person often. Yeah. And then you, they also have the interview before and after. So then you like hear the people chat. And so that's when I got kind of super into it. Right. They do the interviews where they're like, I'm like trying to like reminisce what I used to watch. Like as a kid, as a kid, I'd watch real sex. That's for sure. Like on HBO, right? Yes. That was like a huge thing for me. But that was a hit or miss because sometimes it's going to be really hot. Yeah. And sometimes it was a bunch of naturists where you're like, that's yeah, people reading like poems or like it's grandma. Like, yeah, but it looks like your grandma. I always say that they always have like glass dildos and I've never encountered a glass dildo in my life. The first sex toy I've owned for myself was a little five inch glass. dildo. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I still have it. Thing. Glass my... dildos everywhere in that show. Have you never used a glass sex toy? No. They're fantastic. Have you used steel? No. Steel, glass, fantastic. Oh my. Um, at okay. least 
like because they're just smooth and slick and they kind of go in very easily yeah um you can use like really and they're pretty they're pretty you can use any lube with them um i've got like this like set of like uh steel butt plugs and they got the little jewel at the end so like you bend over and it's like (laughs) oh look that's cute Uh, i've never done or been into butt stuff ever We'll see what happens in my future. See what happens. <laughs> but I'm like not. I'm like so. Ladies lynch- listening and interested. Well, no, because <laughs> eating ass is like so huge right now. And I just like could not be less interested. Isn't that weird how like that's like a fad? I'd rather get peed on. Like I don't even. I do not want to lick a butt. Careful because like water sports is going to be the next. That's what I've ass. been saying. 2019 is the year of water sports. I've been saying it at every show I've been doing <laughs> and people don't like it. But I think 2019 is the year of water sports. I think P is going to go into the mainstream. I think I think once the, the Trump P tape comes out. Yeah, it's all it's going to be Even all about four. <laughs> I just feel like we're do you watch Big Mouth. Uh, some yeah, you ha- it's so. I watch all the first season. I've watched oh, okay, the second yeah, season yeah. is great, but the first season when the the little boy gets obsessed with porn, yeah. and he's watching mature piss gangbangs because <laughs> he's like just gotten through all of it. That's how I feel. Like you just watch so much that all of a sudden you're like, all right, I guess they're peeing on each other. I guess this is what sex is, and it's like, well, because oh. Adriana in her OnlyFans got like, yeah, someone just peed in her mouth. Okay, <laughs> she pees all the time everywhere. I don't know. I just I feel like it's. It's because it's gonna be the thing. Yeah, it's gonna be the way eating ass was, and before eating ass was pegging, you know, because yes, pegging bro, had when a bro, moment when Broad City did yes. that, and then like they did eating ass on girls. So really, what needs to happen is there's, uh, there's need. Oh yeah, who ate whose ass? Uh, oh, the husband the, ate the, Marnie's ass. No, right? that musician guy that she was banging yeah. in ate Marnie's ass. Yeah, that, and they apparently use like a prosthetic ass. I guess. Oh, that's yes, I remember that. Scene. that th- yeah, and then uh, and all it's gonna take is just like um, I'm trying to think like what what show what like it's gotta be like a big like women show. Maybe insecure. No, insecure. That's, no, but, I but think that's, that's not. Um, it, that's what's gonna be. <laughs> I insecure. Ju- you know they. I love the yeah, the coming in the mouth. I guess maybe it'll be a pee thing. I just feel those characters wouldn't be into it. Uh, does does Issa Rae's character like uh, date? She dates. So then it will be it will just be like a dude who's like, would you like you know? It will be like a little awkward for her, but she'll do it. And she'll like squat over some dude's face, let it loose. Well, because she got livid in the show, and someone came on her face. Wow. What's your what's your stance on coming on the face? Um, I like watching it a lot, Mm -hmm. but. I've only done it like a few. I don't know. I think it's in the moment. I think it's rude to do it to an unexpecting person. I don't like doing it because it's ruining what was an awesome blowjob. We're we're ruining the ending, which is the best part, by like removing me from the warm, wet space I'm in. So you want to? Yeah. yeah. I just always prefer come on tits, mm-hmm. but I'm not against it. But also, hopefully, I'll. Yeah, that's my one thing about being sort of kind of gay. Like, I want to end up with a girl that also kind of likes dudes. Okay. So y'all can, like, occasionally, like, grab one together? Yeah. Okay. That's, like, a dream of mine. (laughs) Because my ex was bi, too. Like, that's, like, kind of the dream of, like, oh, that dude's so hot. Let's totally try to. So your dream is making another dude's dream come true. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, because I do like getting come to. It is, like, uh, something I'm. It is weird because I want to be with a girl, but then I'm like, I wonder if we could just go find cum once in a while. I mean, you could easily find the cum once in a while. <laughs> yeah, if you do if want the person, to. Yeah, yeah, if everyone wants to do it. If if they're organizing just... two gangbangs last weekend. Uh, oh yeah. So how do you do it, all that? Like, are you on Craigslist? Uh, like, how do you do these? There's a secret. 
I'll share in a second, but I'm, but if I, if, if doing this and technically I've done, I've organized three in the last month, I'll explain, but it's you, if anything I've learned, it's you can find dick. You can find dick. You can find last minute. <laughs> I can find dick and it's dicks not even for me. And yet I'm able to find dick. I was able to find dicks that were okay being around other dicks just so they can get laid. So it's like the finding dick is like never the hard part. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I was using Reddit. Uh, I used Craigslist back when we had Craigslist, but yeah. no, we don't because Sesta Fosta is yeah. bullshit and took away my Instagram. Um, but I use Reddit and I'll post like in, um, like a subreddit called NYR for R. So that's New York Redditor for Redditor. And it was just like, Hey, these two, these strangers hit me up and wanted me like organize a gangbang for them. So like, who wants to fuck them? And then I like lay out all the specifics. I'm like, here are the ones. And people follow the limits, right? Uh, yeah, because what I do is I just make dudes jump through so many hoops that uh, it weeds out the assholes. Okay. And then I just get a lot of dudes who are really nervously trying to make sure they follow my instructions. Um, so what are, I want to know these hoops. Oh. Well, and do you ever have to find the girls or the girls come to you being well, like, I want to get gangbanged? This isn't my fantasy. So this story okay. where like, okay, yeah. Like if I had my way, like we'd be fucking one-on-one or having another woman involved. Yeah. Or mo- m- many women involved. It just like I'm not – I don't mind fucking with other dicks in the room, but it's certainly not like my fantasy. Okay. Uh, about a month ago, I organized a gangbang for a friend of mine who like, I, I'm not, I don't even fuck her, but she knew I, I had history organizing shit like this before. I've done some like stuff like this for the podcast and stuff like that. So she's like, could you do that for me? I was like, I did. Okay. Like put an ad on Reddit, did it that way. Then I posted a success story uh, later on. So you just like kind of be like, oh, here's. <clears throat> remember that post I did here's it happened and it was great and here's what you know went down and then I had multiple women message me being like oh my god that's my biggest fancy would you set one up for me um so we ended up and are they specific about what the dudes g- are gonna look like and stuff or no well we have yeah we'll have a conversations like okay give me like give me what your requests are give me your boundaries um give me your physical requirements of the dudes each woman had different answers for those questions and do they pay you or no you're just doing this out of the goodness of your heart or you're there you're at the gangbang i mean i'm out there but i'll put it this way the first one hit me up and i was like oh that's fun yeah sure let's do that again the second woman hit me up i was like wow that's so funny that second one hit me up she ended up flaking a third one hit me up and i was like okay after i do these and someone hits me up again, like I'm charging, yeah, uh, because like this is a fancy fulfillment fee at this point. Because like it's a lot of work. I got over. I got. Are you pro- are you providing all the lube and all that, or people are bringing it, or the girls in charge? I mean, I just have I have lube. Like, okay, I, I, you know, <laughs> having sex podcast means I I just tend to have lube. Because well, that's one of my favorite. When I met, so the one cool group thing I had that fulfilled all of my fantasies and was so exciting. Um, I talk about it all the time. Like, I really need a new story. But people, when I tell them about it, they always ask, like, oh, did, was it, were there condoms? I'm like, these are professional sex party people. Like, they yeah. had everything. Yeah. There was lube and condoms and toys and City? leashes. and co- Yeah, the double tree. The double but tree. I met them at the, just the front row of a comedy show. Oh, amazing. Yeah, what was the name of the party? Or was it like an improv It wasn't a gathering? party. I just, like, I when I walked on stage, this dude was so hot. And I, like, started doing crowd work with him. And he was with what I thought was a couple. And so I waited for them. And then we met up at a bar for drinks. And then finally, after a drink, the people who I thought were a couple, they're like, we're not a couple. I'm actually married. My wife's coming tomorrow. But we're all fucking each other tonight. Like, we have Molly, Coke, um, and a hotel room. Can you please come? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> so it was like the best. I don't like cocaine, though. I didn't do coke. But uh, yeah, it was great. Had, had some great But they stuff. had everything. 
you know, they were yeah. like prepped for it they'll all. They'll even have the 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 wee pads. Uh, if you go to the right sex party, and, you oh, know, yeah? they'll have wee pads for you know squirters. Oh wow! Because otherwise, you know, they'll if you know ruin they're ruining sheets uh, for everybody else. It's a real nightmare. Are you a squirter? Yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like so much more effort to do anything. But I find it such a fun reward. Because then I feel like, you know, like I won a slot machine if I like, oh, I did this right. Boom. For sure. Yeah. I'm wondering because was Squirt always a part of porn? I'm so new to porn. I'm only like four or five. Like there is – it's like so Squirt heavy. But I just don't remember – maybe I just was, wasn't watching. Uh, Were people constantly squirting? There – I've seen older squirting porn – I think it was less common because I think dudes used to think it was gross or they thought it was pee. Okay. And as dudes grew the fuck up about it, uh-huh. it was allowed to be in more porn. Okay. Um, just like all this other stuff. Or like now, like what the big the big craze is like your first trans scene. Like that's a lot of a lot of wit, fe- like cis wit, female performers are doing their first scene with trans performers in the. They're marketing it the same way like when they used to say like, "Oh, I'm doing my first anal," you know. Okay. Um. So I just think as like society starts to like accept certain things, like we'll see them in her porn. Yeah. So. All right. Let's get back to these games. So oh. <laughs> have all the girls been happy with their like? They loved it. Yeah. They were um, grateful. The first one was super happy. Her fancy was. She wanted to be blindfolded because she want her fancy involved living her life in New York City, like walking down the street. And if a guy looks at her funny, she's like, "Did that guy fuck me?" Like that's that she wants to be like not know who fucked her and think okay. she might be like buying something from someone. Days after the gangbang, she texted me. She's like, "I'm in the deli and I just feel like everyone here fucked me." So that's her cool. fancy. Um, and I also had a friend fuck her with a strap on, and I made sure she knew that there was a woman fucking her. Um, which, by the way, having a woman. With strap on at a gangbang has a plus side of like you get to watch a woman fuck a woman with strap on. Uh-huh. Downside is uh, that woman has now set an uh, an unreachable bar and standard for all these other dudes because of the dicks. It's just like like my 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 one friend like she fucking can rail like her <laughs> yeah. hip. It's and then you're just like I can't fuck like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So like so that way's uh. That's why because I love Nikki yeah. Hartz. I don't know if you watch any of her. Uh, I think I've seen a couple things, But yeah. that's like that's what I buy the most of. Right. Well, so so her fucking chicks. So by involving a strap on, then it's like the entire world is suspect because like okay. then any woman she sees also could have maybe fucked with strap. Cool. So she was pleased. The second woman super pleased. Um, she was like really appreciative. Like afterwards, she took me out for tacos. Okay. She's like, "Can I buy you some tacos?" I was like, "A thank you." My favorite taco spots near here. I was like, "All right, cool, yeah." And like, she's just happy. Like, is her is her this is like her fantasy? Yeah. Like, I got to help someone achieve a thing. That they never thought they were going to do, especially not like in their early 20s. And then like we did the thing and it was safe and pleasurable and fun. Well, that's the thing. I got into an argument recently and this isn't even the first time, but I think Riley Ray's is actually the one. But in Wood Rocket, um, they do the Ask a Porn Star. Right. And a lot of them, how they got into porn was she was like, yeah, I was just setting up my own gangbangs on the weekends. And then I was like, why don't I just do this during the week? Like, why am I working? Yeah. When I could just do this. And I, and so I was telling someone, because Siren Demare is like that too, where her and her husband would set up all these gangbangs. And then finally someone was like, you should be in porn. And she's like, all right. And you could tell she's into it. And I was telling someone about that. And they're like, nope, they're fucked up. Something happened to them. It's weird. And I'm like, no, it's something that they were into. And now that, and they're like, no, you know, there's a problem there. And I was like, so annoyed. And it's like, yeah, if you were getting to do it safe and 
you know, controlled. I just don't, I just, I don't know if wanting to get gang banged is equal to you're a fucked up person. It's it just annoys not. me. Yeah. It's just not. It, those are people who like have their own shit going on because they're like ashamed of their own fantasies and they're too afraid to try to make them happen. And like a lot of people will say like, oh, I could never, like I have this fancy, but like that'll just never happen. But like why? Like you can make it happen. You just have to do it the right way. Like you need to do it with the right people and responsibly do it. Um, some aspects of organizing like a group sex thing or a fancy aren't always sexy. Like the, the woman from Friday, we met for coffee. So how did that? So these are just continuously people reaching out to you. This so well, there, there were two people who reached out after the first one that we actually did. And they were over this past weekend. We did okay. one Friday, one Sunday. Um, and yeah, like we like, we just talked and I asked them like very, like not necessarily sexy, but like. <clears throat> I need to know these things. Like, what's the tone of this gangbang? Um, which seems like silly, but like one woman, she wanted to be overwhelmed. So like in the post, I'm like, her keyword is overwhelmed. She wants to like not make decisions. She wants to like just be overwhelmed by the amount of men grabbing her in the hands and the cocks that are around. Yeah. But the other one, her keyword was challenge. She was like, when I asked her like, how many dudes are recap? Like, so I asked two questions in terms of number of men. I say, yeah. what's like a range you're hoping for? Then tell me your absolute max because you got to overbook these things for flakes and cancellations. Um, and then when she left my place, she texted me. She was like, I changed my mind. I don't want to max. I just want to see how many I can take before I tap out. So I'm like, your word is challenge. You're trying to challenge how much you can take. Yeah. So and then, you know, I'm asking like questions again that seem silly. Like, can guys pull your hair? Can they spank you? Can they joke? It doesn't they, seem silly they, at but, all. But even as small, like, can they come on you? Can they go down? You're like, I'm asking really like all these things. Yeah. I want to. Because not because like I'm being super whatever, but I just feel like they're not think- – when I say what are your boundaries, they'll be like no blood, no pee, no poo, like condoms. Everything else is fine. I'm like, is everything else fine? Because I'm going to list a bunch of things and all of a sudden I think we're going to discover some boundaries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we just like lay that shit out and then I put it in the post and I make the dudes jump through enough hoops that they're like, they got it. So is it it a condom situation or people tested or We're using condoms. Um, one of them said she was open to doing something with dudes who have, who can prove STD results, but I'm not interested in fucking in a gangbang bareback or with guys who are barebacking. So Uh we did comms because that was my boundary. Yeah. Um, cause I just don't like, I don't fuck around with where, you know, with my dick like that. Yeah. Um, the fun thing I did do to make them as a as a hoop to jump through was in the first post, I'm like, okay, I need like this information, like your email, whatever, whatever. And then it was, uh, and I need a screenshot of you subscribed to my podcast. <laughs> and it jumped up to the top 10 in sexuality like instantly. Because <laughs> like I had like an influx of like 100 guys had like subscribed in like 36 hours. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, never underestimate the power. Like, just like, you know, I'm going to use thirsty dudes for my benefit. But people do flake. Yeah, we had flakes. Um, the Friday one, we didn't have flakes. We just had like some cancellations. Like we had not one but two dudes. Who, it turned out worked in sanitation. Um, so the snowstorm caused them to be on call. So they had they had to they couldn't make it. Got it. Um, which I thought was a hilarious coincidence. Yeah. Uh, and then Sunday we had a lot. Of, we did cancellations, but we had a lot of flakes, and that fucking sucked because like I thought I was going to give her about thirty guys. We had thirteen, and like. Okay. That fucked with my organizational skills because I had them coming over in squadrons. I made them all go to a bar around the corner to wait. And then like I had them in groups of like five or six. So I'd be like, okay, Alpha Squadron, come over. Okay, Beta Squadron. Now Cap, get on over here. <laughs> um, and then but then guys would come over and it'd be like two or three at a time. I'd be like, oh, these dudes fucked, fucked yeah. my system up. But yeah. That's you, so wild. And are you, are you staying at the Hard Rock? 
Uh, I am staying no. there tonight, okay. and then the rest of the nights I'm staying across the street at Alexis. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's like the one thing I would change because I bet everyone's hanging out and running around town. Yeah, I want to have some. I want to have some fun. Um, last, last, yeah, last year. I, I just I, this got confirmed only like two and a half, three weeks ago for me. Sure, sure. So far, but it's kind of like you know I do all these comedy festivals and we're all like we all know each other, and so I do feel like a little bit of an outsider, like trying to be like, hey guys. But it's also, yeah, it's like their convention. It's like they're just for yeah. laughs or whatever. Also, it's like so when you go to JFL, yeah. like you are like you are a bit of like it is a bit of your show. Like you yes. are the attention's kind of on you as one of like being on a showcase amongst like some of the showcases there. Um and it's kind of weird being at AVN because like I have to remind myself, like, oh, I don't matter here. At this all. is this has <laughs> nothing. Well, that's d- why I'm so worried about this being at the browser's booth where they're like, pump people up. I'm like, they're pumped up. Yeah, but they, they're ready. <laughs> they and then they don't, don't want it. this like comedian <laughs> yeah. coming on stage, like not wearing pasties. Like, Yeah, I'm, I am wearing a see-through shirt, but oh. um, it is goofy for sure, sure. that like <laughs> I've just weaseled my way in here. They are paying me and I'm just like, they're, I hope this works out. They're going to see you go up and be like, who's this goofy cam girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, there's no way she's like in browsers, but like maybe. She's a cam girl. She's really fun. Yeah, so, uh, we'll see. <laughs> um, I am nervous because today was interesting. Like, I am nervous to meet all these fans and ask them questions and see. I don't know. It's weird being on the outside for sure. When you go to comedy f- uh, festivals, I feel like the coolest person because you know everyone. They're all your friends, or like you have your enemies, but whatever. And then it's just everything's catered for you. So you're running from show to show. Mm. You're doing podcasts. There's a panel here. Let's do lunch over here. Let's smoke weed in this room, yeah. and then we'll go there. So it's kind of like summer camp. That's how I just I describe just for laughs as summer camp, where you're seeing people. You know, we all live around the country yeah. and traveling and all that. So we're all together, and the shows are. Not that strenuous, you know, you're only do and even if you're doing hours, like it's fun. People are there for fun. And yeah, it just feels really cool. You get into like any crazy hijinks at uh, festivals when a bunch of comics are just hanging out with not much to do. I mean, maybe some. I just usually stick to who I know and like chat in the cor- and get high. Mm. And uh I get yeah, just party. I guess I've I've never been in a gangbang during JFL. Oh, I'm, I mean, I wasn't asking that. I was just more like, yeah, if, if you got into like some crazy hijinks at all, if there were any like. I accidentally stories. this past year, um, me and a few friends were gonna go outside to smoke weed, and we saw another friend. Like, you have to switch elevators or whatever. And so I was like, oh, come with us. And then a girl that I fucking hate came with us. And I don't know what came over me. It's so embarrassing. But in the elevator, I was like, I don't understand why you're coming with us. And she was like, what? And I was like, I don't like you. And I think it's weird that you're here with my friends and I don't want you here. And she was like, well, too bad, bitch. She's like, I'm here. These are my friends too. And I get to smoke if I want to. And I was like, whatever. I'm just saying, I think it's a weird choice for you to come. And then when we went outside, it was like 40 people smoking weed. Like the fact that I was trying to keep her from it is ludicrous. And then when we were sitting there after a few minutes, I turned to my friends and I was like, was that weird? And they're like, yeah and then a couple of my friends were like oh we thought you were kidding and you knew her and i was like no <laughs> so then i had to go apologize to her well, that's nice and that of you. sucked yeah i mean i always say sorry if i'm sorry and i was humiliated do you uh do you frequently get into some beef with like other comics yes yeah yeah i am a shit star- i mean my goal this year is to talk less shit but i definitely i don't even know if it's that but if i don't like you i'm not i don't want to play get like don't waste my time get away from me 
I'm gonna start. I want to start paying attention to your Twitter at replies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've definitely fought on Twitter. That's pretty embarrassing too. But like in person, it's just like there's also a lot of misogynists, and I'm like, you're, you're not worth my time. Get away from me. And then there's people that fucked over my friends, or we're not nice, or you just don't trust them, or they're inauthentic, and you're like, I don't want to be around you. Sure. But I'm trying to think of other like fights how, well, how do you handle when you're on like a show with someone like you fucking hate it happens to me all the time sure. so i'm a professional i'll host someone i'll bring them up give them a good intro i'll say good job like i don't care in mm. that way but um there are a couple guys who they'll switch around their sets to not be around me yeah yeah because one of the producers of this show is like oh well, he's going to be the later, so can we switch? I go, no, I'm a professional. I I could do whatever. I don't care. If he cares and he wants to, that's on him. Because no one asked me, but, you know, I don't want it to be weird. I go, I don't understand why we're why I have to cater to how this man feels at yeah. a show. And you're not even once asking why I don't like him. And it's because I stopped him from almost raping someone once. So it's like, stop trying to make me feel bad for hating these people. Mm. And, like, that I have to make sure that they feel safe and cool. Versus, like, oh, yeah, why do you hate this dude? And maybe we shouldn't even fucking book him. Mm. But that's not the thing. So to me, I'm like, I'll be mean to him. And I'll give him dirty looks. But... It's not my responsibility to make him feel good. And if you're trying to switch me around for his emotions, he needs to grow up. We're in a business. Like, we will perform in front of people we don't like, and it's fine. I mean, I've been in situations where I'm as close as we are sitting right now and would not acknowledge someone. Or, like, same with me. Like, we would not say hello. We would be in one tiny room. Everyone knows that we don't get along, and then all of us. But I've smashed a lot of beefs with like old school girl, like people that I've known because I've been doing this 10 years. So mm. when you start at 21, you you do make enemies or whatever or fight because you're an idiot. Mm. You're like a young person. Then when you grow up, you're like, whatever. Like, hey, how are you? How did that go? Congrats on yeah. that. Like, it's not going to kill me. I My friend had to tell me. She's like, you think if you're nice to someone you don't like, people are going to think you're phony. No one's going to think that. You're at work. Like, think of some of these people as your coworkers. And that kind of changed it. Like, I just never want to be seen as inauthentic. And so I would be like overly rude to people where it's like, I you could just say hi. They know you don't like them. It's fine. Right. Um, but my new kind of batch of people I'm not into is post-selection seller crew, Louis did nothing wrong type of people. Ah. So there's just a lot of like cis white dudes that are just like, well, why didn't she go to the police? You know, of like just full rate, you know, just um, the election brought out points of view and opinions that I didn't think existed in a lot of the people I was friends with. So all of a sudden you're like, what you think trans people are trying to trick you? I I don't want to I don't want to sit with you. You know, yeah. it's just like all of a sudden you're just like, oh, you don't believe in equal pay. All right, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah. Um, you cut them off. Yeah, I just don't say hi. Like it's just you're not worth my time because I don't want to sit and argue with you. Like I'm sick of having to argue at the table or with comics about like the human humanity. I don't know. I'm just sick of having to prove to you that feminism is necessary or like that racism is real. You know, I just don't need another dude being like, there's other factors of inequality, but whiteness and maleness. And it's like, we all know that. Yeah. I don't, what does that have to do? You're not teach. I just got sick of having to argue constantly with these dudes. Their, their points of view are crazy. Like this is so minor, but it bothered me so much. I, I, 
I was, I walked into the comedy club and I was like, oh my God, my doctor's office was all black women. I couldn't believe it. It was so fun. I'm like, that's amazing. I've never been in an office where everyone was a black woman. And one guy was like, oh yeah, because we're all the worst, right? All the white guys are the worst. Thank God it's not a white guy. And it's like, this has nothing to do with you. And if you want to go to a white guy, truly 90% of New York is there for you. <laughs> and also, mortality rates of black women at the hands of doctors is really high. So if they get to go to an office where they're seen by people that relate to them and give them the time of the day and don't think they're lying, then, yeah, this is huge, great news. Like, why are you taking it as a personal slight to you? Yeah. And so it's like things like that where it's just like this defensiveness and this, you know, if someone gets something or like a cool Netflix thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, they were looking for gay. Oh, they were looking for something. And it's like, no, they're funny. Like, who do you, I don't know. It's just like that. That's the new stream of like, get the fuck away from me. Um, but one of the dudes I hate was is my friend's ex. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going to like you. Yeah. Like, why? And then some well, producer was like, it was really awesome. You were nice to him. I just want you to know it meant a lot to him that you were great to him. I was like, I don't want him to feel good at all. Like, I just hate that it's like the lenses are out. Like, how am I going to treat this person yeah. that like did my friend dirty? Yeah. Um, the one thing I, I don't know if I regret it, but I got my wisdom teeth taken out and I was drugged up as all hell. And my friend picked me up. And do you know this? You're like, no, oh, I just, you just I, no, know no. there's trouble. I, I know anytime it starts with, <laughs> Something I regret. I have my wisdom teeth taken out. I already know the trajectory of the story because yeah. I know Vicodin's involved. Yeah. And you were going to say something. And that, I had tincture. I had like liquid wheat. Yeah. But I I also was just like my friend picked me up and she's a kind of a dangerous friend. Like we're not friends anymore. Um, but she showed me a tweet that she knew was going to piss me off from someone. And then I just like went at this person who I've never met in my life. And then everyone started writing. And then it was like this huge internet thing. Uh. And it was just embarrassing <laughs> because, yeah, I was drunk. I mean, I don't stand by what she was saying in this article, but it is embarrassing to like take time out of your day to yell at someone you've never even met. Yeah. So that was embarrassing. You know, the dudes, uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to take it back and say the dudes because it's, it's, it really is only, I still have yet to see any women say, like, try to claim diversity, like castings, bookings, whatever. Um, so last year I watched every comedy special that came out. Not every Netflix special. I watched every, I watched 60 stand up, spe- 61 stand up specials oh my in God. about a month. So Showtime, HBO, Comedy Central. Self released. Wow. Like all of it. I hate comedy right now. Okay. Still coming down <laughs> from it. But um, so when I put it out, because I was doing a top 20 list for Last Spin, when I put it out, I was like, cool. And I really put thought into it. I didn't try to manufacture like diversity into it. Yeah. Um, it just actually did kind of end up that way. Like my top five, you know, was uh, it was Chris Rock, uh, Hannah Gadsby, John Leguizamo, W. Kamau Bell, and Adam Sandler at number one. So really like the only like white guy was Adam at one and everyone yeah. else was mixed up. But I was curious. I was like, hmm, I'm curious to see like what was the whole makeup of everything because how many women made up the top 20? Okay. Like I only have five women in the top 20. How? And then I was curious. How many stand-up specials came out in 2018 – from women. So I went to the spreadsheet, went through all of them. Eight. Okay. <laughs> eight specials. Five of the eight I put in the top 20. So I was like, actually, women were kicking ass ratio wise. Yeah. Um, and I was like, and also one of those specials was was uh, the Natasha Legero with Moshe. So really, it's like a shared special. Uh, and I was like, whoa. So it's like, don't tell me like, oh, they're just looking for more women. It's like, yeah, they need to. Yeah. There's eight, and it wasn't even all on Netflix. Eight, but one of them was Cameron Esposito, which is self-released. Eight 
specials. Yeah. How many of color? I think it was about like 25% of the specials were of color. Well, like, yeah, it there's was insane. like, I don't know who, there is a theory where it's like, even if there's just a few people that are like of color, let's say, you have ma- automatically are like, well, half of them. And it's like, no, 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 no. There's still 20 white dudes going to JFL for new faces. You know, mm-hmm. there is maybe more people of color than ever before, but like the majority, you know, it just looks crazy because it's just never happened. Mm-hmm. But also, they want a courtesy they've never given to anyone else. So now they're complaining that they're not the ones the industry is looking for. But it's like for decades, all these people have been complaining, like all my auditions are of with accents. And like, you know, most of my auditions are like um, just like a girl that's like, I'm fat and gross and love to eat. and fu-. Like, it's just so <laughs> annoying. Like all my auditions have a line where it's like, I'm not as beautiful as you. And it's just so annoying. So it's like, everyone's been telling you all this and you didn't care. And then now you want everyone to like come up in arms because you didn't get a Netflix something. But like one guy was complaining. He's like, yeah, they weren't looking for white men. Yeah. But that stand-ups of the half hours, there were still three white men in it. Yeah. So it's like, maybe that's the reason you didn't get it. But as a group, like these are the people you should hate, not the one black woman yeah. who got it. So it's if it's, it's weird. true that it is purposefully that way, then your only competition is the other white guys, and therefore you should hate, yeah, the other white guys. Yeah. Um, so that's like the people that I'm just annoyed with, and it bothers me. But I've been having a good time. I mean, I want to stop gossiping. It's one of my big goals for 2019. Okay. Stop talking shit, putting negativity into the world. Like, obviously, it's hard in a friend group. Like, you want to gossip, but. You know, thinking twice before you say something shitty or like that you didn't like that or something like that. Sure. In in the you know, you said like you don't mind just like you're a professional. You'll be in a you know yeah. you'll have to be in a room with people you don't yeah. like. When it's you know now that we're having all these um you know these assaults or this yeah. misconduct or whatever you're calling all these things out coming out, some of them in the comedy community yeah. still aren't like out out like we know them yeah we know that these things happened but like the world's not talk- like no one yeah. National publications aren't talking about T.J. Miller yeah, still. Yeah, that's something um, I had in my head. Right, know. that's that that you know, like, uh, so how do you when you're on like a lineup with someone who is credibly accused of something like that? Well, that happened how, to me recently. How do you, how do you I was, I was it? going to do a show, and then I got a text going, "Hey, T.J. Miller is going to come, so we're you might go up later." And I went. I'm going to go up at the spot that I was booked at. I'm not being bumped by anyone, especially him. And honestly, I don't even think he should be booked there. Mm-hmm. And immediately, like, you're right. You'll keep your spot. But he he did go up after me. But it's like, I'm not fucking with my money to prove a point. Like, I'm – because a lot of people are like, well, why do you still perform at the cellar? Louis is there. And it's just like, I'm not going to perform at the best club where it's packed and make money because he's there. Like – what, how does that help me or any woman? Like, wh- if all the women or all the dudes that were like, fuck you, Louie, left, like, what good does that do? Yeah, if you then all stop perspective's perform- not even talked about. Like, at least yeah. I get to go up there and do jokes that are against him or whatever, or like say something or mm. I don't know, just be a breath of fresh air in a lineup that's all dudes. Like, I don't want to stop performing there, but it is hard. And I wish I had guts, more guts sometimes. Like, sometimes I want to go up to someone and just like, be like, why aren't you fucking talking about it? But then when I did see him, I didn't. I didn't do that. I just walked away. I just didn't say anything. I like walked. Yeah. When you say talking about, it, you mean like, why aren't you on stage? Yeah. But that, that that was the thing that was so. In, take morality and take like PR out of it, yeah. right? Just comedically, when he first did that first drop in, and he wasn't talking. I was like, it's the masturbating elephant in the room. How are you not talking about the thing you know we're all thinking about? Yeah. Diffuse that tension. Like is. 
ridiculous as a or don't come back yeah. a lot of people are like well what should he be gone forever no but at least until he could fucking talk about it yeah because if you can't talk about it then like did you actually learn no like, he didn't he doesn't think he did anything wrong he thinks he's a victim of something and that he did nothing wrong yeah and i genuinely thought especially based off like uh the time the very specific time period these things uh these things happened and the way he would speak before all this stuff came out i thought he, there was a he could have been an example of like someone messed up, not has to go to prison, but messed up and needs to go away, then can come back in some time and show that he learned well, and changed. No, you're and he's totally right. Up every opportunity to do that. And now after that last set, when I when we finally heard when I finally heard what he's been so determined to talk about. Not judging it as a final product, of course, yeah. but like, you know, you can judge based on the premises, the direction someone's going. I'm like, wait, this is this is it? Because he's brilliant enough, he could make what he did funny and uh, important, and maybe a teaching moment. Yes. If anyone could do it, I think I don't. I think the only other one who could do it, if something came out about him, and then he had to go away and come back, I think like Judd Apatow. I can't think of comics who were good I think enough. Chappelle. Chappelle. Yeah, Chappelle. It's like who? But the, I don't think I. Well. I just. I, just I don't think like, Judd would have anything, honestly. No, I don't think. I was just trying to think of like who is is socially conscious enough, but also. Um, and and enough. and funny enough to then come have something like that and come. I was like Louis, the person to say I'm a piece of shit. I was a piece of shit. Because even Aziz what I learned. is um, all materials about how PC culture and people are too sensitive. Yeah. Like no one wants to un understand that their behaviors like sucks. He's like, even if it's not criminal. That's what I keep telling people because a lot of the arguments like, well, he's not Harvey. I'm like, no one's saying he's Harvey. Yeah. Just because someone doesn't want to get like raped in the street doesn't mean they don't want their like lower back touched at work. Like, what yeah. are we or you know, they did work, they like sure. took dicks yeah. out. But I'm just saying, like, I don't understand why it has to be the worst case to be like, can you just stop? Like, why are you acting like this? Like, have some reflection. And the Louie thing is, I'm a nobody, and I knew that New York Times article was gonna come out weeks before it did. We all knew years about so this. So it's shit. like, yeah. why did didn't you just come before come out before the article? Gawker was trying to get shit out of him for years. You know, like if he knew this was going to happen and he was really like, fuck, I fucked up. Why wouldn't he just sit down with Diane Sawyer or anyone, a comment, anybody yeah. and go, this is going to come out. I did this. This is what I want, you know, if anything. But one of my friends said, this is probably who he actually is now. And he was just hiding it. And now that he knows he's lost it at all even though he's gonna have a sellout he's gonna go on tour and sell out and that's another layer to this that pisses me off it's like wait do accusations and all this ruin men's lives or is he gonna continue to sell out and work and nobody gives a fuck like that's what pisses me off it's like you're pretending to be a victim and yet you're still gonna make millions of dollars and no one's leaving the seller shows people are coming and they're not leaving and people want to be mad at louis and that's valid i'm not saying not to be but i'm yeah. saying y'all need to also be thinking about the culture because there's there's swarths of people still in loving and wanting louis yes and that's possibly more of a problem because yeah, that's what they're like well let's the that's what jimmy kimmel was so annoying with where it's like let the audience decide let the audience decide and it's like no that's the problem no one cares about women and one of the things and this you know I, so i don't want to compare all these things but with the kavanaugh like one of the things i saw online that like fucking hit me so hard where all these people defending Kavanaugh have children that most could be abused and now hearing what you have to say are never going to tell you mm. and same with the R. Kelly stuff like all these people defending him and it's like 
you are defending in front of people that mo- someone's been abused in that room mm. and now they're not going to come forward because of what's happening. And that's like, it's fucked. Yeah, nobody really cares. But they're pretending that they're victims and people care and their lives are ruined. But he's going to sell out. Only one yeah. comedy club in Denver said they wouldn't book him. And I'll be honest. Um, also, stand up in New York. Uh, oh, yes. She, the one New York club. It's it's not uh, like official, but she's like, if he dropped in, like if, if it was up to no, her. No, I heard they all gonna, had yeah. a meeting and that was they the did? only club that said that they wouldn't. That's nice. That's nice. Um, I, I will say this. I think and I'm hoping more. Co- but this is happening yeah. in porn, too. Sure. Where like accusations happen and then nothing happens and the girls kind of get fucked over. There's all well. There's also a lot of um. There's a, I think there's a lot a little bit more of messiness with that because yeah. uh w- within porn of and course. especially the conversation. I've had conversations like back to back recordings where like one person's defending the person and the other person's like that person's a monster. Um, and they're they're porn performers yeah. and defending or not defending certain um accused you know performers. So it's. I think porn's a little it's messier because tough. it's well, some also of it's a you lot can't of take your pers- stuff. But you also can't take your personal experience to deny someone else's experience with that person. Sure. Yeah, there's that. Uh, but yeah. then like, you know, there was one where like they had an unedited like video stream of the entire shoot from like a from like the corner of the room yeah. for that purpose. And then like that allegedly like may or may not have like But that was edited. Canceled that was I but there's stuff like that. Yeah. Where like not all of them have been as maybe there's been a lot of from what I talk for all the porn stars I talk yeah. to, it seems a little messier. Yes. Um, in comedy, I hope that more guys. I hope it's not only me. Like, are thinking about like how I interact with like other female comics. But it's all a fear. Like, so I'll get hugged, let's say, and then all of a sudden it's, yeah. oh, me too. Can I hug you? And it's like, fuck you for diminishing what this truly is. Yeah. But also, if you're so scared, don't fucking hug me. No one will be mad if you're not hugging. Or us. you can, yeah, you can also just, I guess, uh, cool to hug. Um, a co- a comic like uh, you know, a Janet Hyde. By chance? No. She's in New York. Funny. And she, she I remember like a couple years ago, she was like bitching about like at a mic, um, you know, that how like the guy comics will always like hug the female comics and shake the hands of the guy comics. And that actually made me think, I was like, do I do that? I was like, I think I do do that. And then I realized like, I need to change that behavior. Not, not hug people. But it's like, oh, I'm going to hug the people I'm friends with. That's what it is. And I'm going <laughs> to shake the hands. And like, if I just met, like, I just meet you, I'm going to yeah. shake your hand. If I'm friends with like a comic of any gender, I'm hugging. And if yeah. I'm like just where whatever, like I shake hands. But it may, but I didn't even think about no, it. No, people have hugged me who say my name wrong, who will then kiss me on my cheek. And it's like, we've never even like hung out. Like, yeah. why would you do this? It's so weird. Are there any other like uh, behaviors similar to that? That might even just be micro, like not thinking things in comedy specifically, you think uh, you would like to see changing? Um, definitely the physical stuff. I don't know if there's maybe unsolicited advice is always very annoying to me, mm-hmm. but, um, not really. I don't know if it's anything micro besides the touch. The touching is so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I hate getting kissed on my cheek by just any loose lunatic. Also, what, what comedian, like, I just, I feel Tons like. Tons of them. And can I just tell you, so there's one dude and he kissed me and then p- dudes take it personal. Like, that's what's annoying sure. too. It's like, you also can't even just tell the boundaries where it's like why don't you just say no it's like because men truly can't handle it like this one dude kissed me on my cheek and i went oh that's not really yeah. i don't like that and he was like oh right is that oh you think you're so much better than me and i was like i don't I think don't you're better this is about me he goes fine then i won't even touch him i'm gonna say hi like truly flipped out at me at new york comedy club and i was like all right dude so then uh the next time, i always try to avoid him <laughs> and so this last time i was at gotham and i was standing and i saw him coming and i knew he was gonna hug he always is touching me so i turned towards the bar so he so my angle was 
hugged me from behind, uh-huh. hugged me on stage when he brought me up. And it's like, we're not fr- friends at all. Like, I will hug my friends. And so I, it's just like, why are you hugging me? I don't fucking like you or know you. And I've asked you. So then after my set, I'm sitting and I see him coming towards me and he kisses me on my cheek. And I went, and he goes, oh, yeah, you don't like that. Well, you know what, Lisa? There's one of you and hundreds of women. So I can't keep track. And, and it's like, you knew I didn't like it. There's yeah. no way you, after you did it, you remembered I didn't like it. And it's just like, yeah, I should be meaner. And they said this recently on another podcast where I was like, it's just exhausting to be a bitch all the time. It's exhausting. It sucks being on the defensive and always seeing what's wrong and like having fights. Like, it's not fun. It's not fun calling people out. It's not an enjoyable thing. So sometimes it's like, all right, I'm not going to say something this time. Like, I'm not in the mood to get yelled at or like flip out or make an issue out of something. So I'll just like, fuck it. How does that make you feel? It's annoying. Like there was a regular, um, like uh, this comedy fan we were sitting and he was like rubbing my lower back and I hated it. And while I was sitting, I was like, I should just tell him to stop. But I was like, but he's always, I don't, and I didn't say anything to him. And it's like, I don't, it's, you know, it's what we talked about with like women not coming and not saying stuff. It is this thing where it just doesn't seem worth it a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and it's exhausting. So sometimes you just shut down. Yeah, it's weird, but I want to be more vocal all the time. I mean, you've been extremely vocal this like last hour. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> no, I definitely talk a lot, but in the moment, it's not always like the, you know, when I saw Louie there, I, sh- I wish I went up to him and was like, why the fuck aren't you talking about it on stage? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I wish I said that, but I didn't. And same with Aziz. Like, I just don't even like him. And every time he talks to him, I'm like, oh, yeah, hi, yeah, nice to see you. But I want to be like, I don't like you, dude. Go away. I don't know. It's tough. It's just like tough all the time. And these people don't even think about me or care about me and if I like them or not or interact with them. But it's it's uncomfortable. Does it just get to be too much at times? Do you ever just go like, I don't want to go to that spot? No. No? Not, I don't want to do that spot. But I'm definitely not going. I haven't been back to New York in a few weeks. Um, not that spot. No, but... Even at the set, like the booker called us and was like, Louis is going to be on your show. How do you feel about that? And it's like, well, I don't want to say something and then I get fucked with. Like, I just don't want that. I don't know. Are you able to say like, I don't like it, but I'm, I'm a professional. No, I'm I told, come to I, yeah, I told, I, I waited till we were in person and I talked to her about it. I was just like, so if I said I was uncomfortable, you would have not booked him. And she was absolutely. And I was like, really? I don't buy it, but okay. Okay. But also who's she going to pick? Like, she, cause what she's been doing is like moving people to the other club, like, it's. I just can't believe we're catering so much to this dude. Because it's a, you don't need the Louis drop in the draw, and they're just they're people. Sold out people all the time. go to people to the cellar because they know people drop in. It's not Louis. It's like they're like it could be Jerry, it could be Amy Schumer, it could be Chris Rock. Yeah, that's what pisses me off about him. Like, it's it doesn't like, have just to rent be him. Theater and sell it out. Honestly, that's what I thought when he first came came back. And he saw everyone mad. I thought he should do this thing. And then I thought after he came back to the cellar that second time in October, I was like, okay, hopefully he'll think of something kind of like this. No, because definitely people are dick riders. Well, well, I thought I was like, he should rent out a little black box there. Yes. Be like every Tuesday for like the next four months because I just have shit I want to work on. It's $5 admission. All the ticket admissions go to rain. Uh, and just like I get to, he gets to work on the things. People get to actively choose to see him. The minimal amount of money that comes in for it can go to a good cause. Yeah. That's kind of tied to what the fuck he did. And he, I was like, I was just so, again, I'm just so astonished. He's like purposefully not doing anything that's positive. No, you're delusional. And I feel being rich and famous fucks yeah. with your brain. Like most famous people are pretty weird and don't understand the world around them. Like we're supposed to feel bad for a dude who has a four story home in Manhattan. And a summer home and a boat. Like, excuse me? 
okay, what if he never gets to work again? I'm supposed to feel bad for him. Are you out of your good. fucking mind? Because yeah. if it was a cook, if it was a cook at the at the comedy <laughs> store at the comedy club, I'm yeah. sure no one would be rallying around him. Nope. It's just like goofy to be like I don't know. I have to feel bad for this dude who won't take any accountability and is a millionaire. All right. Also, doing comedy and being successful and famous or well-known or being able to just do it for a living is a privilege. You're not entitled to it. It's not a right just because you got to do it. And it's a fear that I constantly have that, like, one day I might have to be a salon receptionist. Like, you have to enjoy it, but we are not entitled to be able to be professional comedians. Mm -hmm. Truly, it's like a gift. And so, like, to make it seem like suddenly he lost his life and it's like, nope. You're not entitled to be famous. Go yeah. away. I don't understand. And, you know, maybe one day I'll bite my tongue and I'll I'll do something terrible, but. Yeah. I wake up every day, like, grateful, like, I don't have to go to an office. And yes. it's like someone else, like, gets to be shitty and, like, gets to go just because, like, they're funny because there's plenty of funny people. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It, but what's positive, it's like I'm being so negative, yeah. but what's positive is, like, the scene outside of that's amazing. Like, yeah. The, knit fa- the Knitting Factory and, like, the show at Club Coming, Cat Cohen's show every Wednesday. Like, there is a fun, awesome energy of comedy happening outside of yeah. just, like, the dick riders who love Louie. <laughs> on it, to, to try to end on a positive note, when, yeah, you say, like, when you say famous people are, like, quirky and goofy and weird, is there anyone in particular you can think of who is in, a like, a fun... Oh, in a fun way. Because yeah. I'm saying, like, you just become delusional sure. because no one treats you... Real. Like a real person, yeah. Everyone wants something, so you kind of forget what life is. I don't know. It's sad and weird, and it's like it's it was, weird on top of it because I want to be like I want to be successful. I want to sell out, and people come to see me. But you don't want to become weird not, in the process. I do, I do not want people talking to me because they think I'm like cool. I don't know. It's gross. Like when I see like everyone just looking at one person at a table and they're talking about a no carb diet, and it's like, are we really all listening to him talk? Like. This is so boring. Like the, we don't know not to eat carbs to get skinny. Like why are we all listening that, to that? That was that a seller table conversation. It was a Louis. It was Louis talking about well, it's people of were taking dieting advice from Louis. <laughs> uh, yeah. What? Yeah. That's not the guy. <laughs> He's like instead of mashed potatoes, I'm like what mashed cauliflower. Like even fat people fucking know what to eat and what not to but eat. He still looks gross. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> but everyone just listens and like they interrupt and everything has to be about them and they like lose sight. I think um, Janine Garofalo is pretty goofy. Yeah. And yeah, she wears Spanx every day <laughs> and she like walks to the shows from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Like she'll walk for hours to get to a show. Wow. Yeah. So that like that's pretty quirky and like cute fun to me. Um, I'm trying to think. That is cute fun. I'm trying to think um, who else. I mean, Chappelle's the shit. Because he brings fun, famous friends and smokes inside and drinks and like is a good time. Yeah. He's and f- he's not as um yeah. I when he's in a room, it's like exciting. Like he doesn't, even though he is better than everyone, he doesn't act like it or he doesn't act. He doesn't go into a corner and is like, please don't talk to me. It's like like he'll sit in the middle of a room and smoke cigarettes, mm-hmm. and I kind of like that. So that's fun. Who else? I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't. Miley Cyrus seems cool to me. Well, yeah, she's up on the wall. She's. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I, said that. Um, I did get to meet her once. What? Yeah, yeah. Chris Red from SNL yeah. introduced us. Nice. And I got to sit in a room while she got tattooed, and it was cool. But I was really cool. I like kept it chill because I want to be invited back. Mm. 
I didn't want to be embarrassed. That's how I feel here. Like I can't be embarrassing. But I think everyone here likes the attention. They're they're gonna like you. I hope so. I mean, I'm you're a big nervous. Old, you're a per- pervy, dirty. I'm also nervous funny. if Brazzers like, why did we pay to bring this bitch? Like she is not doing a good job either. I don't know. I'm so, really. It's you. It's doing something new. I'm like really yeah. excited and nervous for tomorrow. It's not like I know I can go and crush it. Like mm. there's girls. The dudes are not here to listen to people talk. But I'm gonna have prizes to give away. People fucking love prizes. Yeah. Um, you what, know what my big plan is? I know this is going well. I know you have so much more to record, fine. but no, you're good, you're good. you know, it's like a version of the reverse cowgirl where like a dude sit and then it's like a girl puts her arms behind her and like is squatting on a dick. We're and talking it's so rever- hard. reverse cowgirl, but she's also like leaning back. Yes. On okay. What about it? I want to make two men do that and see who can last the longest and that's who gets the prize. Just if they can do that motion. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's, but yeah, but like that's a good butt workout. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. What's What's next for you? What What you just did? The, you did the degenerates. That was great. Yeah. Are you? Um. That was fifteen minutes, right? Thirty. Thirty. That was thirty. So do you burn that, or does that possibly? Um, the go moment into... it aired, I stopped doing any of those gotcha. jokes, except like. There's one quick line I like to sure. do, and sometimes I'll do my Holocaust joke. Okay. But yeah, it's retired. I, I would never want you to part with your Holocaust. Yeah, joke. it's a Holocaust come joke, so it's like just a joy. Yeah. Um, um. What's next? I'm open. I'm really looking forward to 2019 and I'm trying lots of things and I'm hoping one of them is like perfect and great. And then hopefully I have a new hour by 2020 and like travel and go on the road yeah. and do comedy. But as far as like a professional, like a sh- like, um, I don't know. I'm like, interv- I'm open to everything. Sure. But non-scripted, I would if, say. Is that too industry? You, I want to do non-scripted. I was going to say, yeah, if you had a choice then, it's, it's just... If I had a choice, I would be the voiceover for Love Island. Well, I'd be the host of Love Island, the U.S. <laughs> reboot. Okay. I'm really gunning for that. Um, I'm trying to do a part. I would love – I'm working on like a fun interview-style storytelling show thing. So we'll see. Don't. Like just pitch that. Lisa's fuck palace. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just want to be able to talk to people and go fun places and be natural with people and learn, talk to people that are good at their jobs, maybe host a game show. I don't know. I just want to be able to talk and not have to like learn lines. Yeah. <laughs> and do stand up. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Um, those are my goals. And my 2019 goal is to fall in love. Oh, that's a cute one. I'm sex in the city, Charlotte. Like I'm just going for it. I have to be out there. I'm like, I fully hit a Renee Zellweger, Bridget Jones, like, cliche. Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden I looked around. I'm like, oh, my God, all of my friends are booed up. Well, I hope I hope that all <laughs> happens for you, Lisa. Thanks Thank so, you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for, uh, for coming on. And where can people find you? At Glitter Cheese. <laughs> on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter anymore. Well, I am, but my manager, she changed the password and I can't go on. Why would you do? (laughs) (laughs) There were some racist tweets and they were found out by Bernie bros. Yeah. And they're bad. Like they're truly humiliating. How old old were they? Most were from 2012, but there was definitely a 2016 one that was pretty bad. They're bad. They're really bad. And I know a lot of comics like, that's the process. You got to stand by your shit. And I'm like, no, this is like the most embarrassing thing ever. I cannot believe this is me. Because people told me to scrub my Twitter. And I legit was like, no way. I'm a good person. There's nothing. And then I just can't they imagine, found everything. I just can't imagine going through like 20,000 tweets. Yeah. Well, the Bernie bros did it. And they tagged. I have uh, peop- They didn't just like post it. They sure. went through everyone that follows me and tagged them into screenshots of it. 
I mean, they were telling me to die and like. They were also doing like the typical Bernie bro misogynist stuff. Yeah. But then they also like found some damaging things. <laughs> exactly. And so I didn't want to like read and all the stuff. And everyone skipped so over the death threats to be like, no, but she said that one joke. <laughs> there was more than one. Oh, They're bad. They're okay. so bad. But I am really sorry. But then it's like you say sorry and then people don't believe that you're sorry. And they're like, you're not sincere. And it's like. If I wasn't, I wouldn't have said so. Like, what are you talking? Yeah. Well, so there that- has to be a space for people, human beings. Yeah. We are all imperfect meat sacks. Yeah. There has to be space in this society as we are trying to progress. There needs to be a space where we can mess up and improve. Yeah. I mean, and, all and that, that-, that goes for the Me Too stuff and that goes for like bad like The bad only jokes. thing that really scared me was that people weren't going to be my friend. I was like terrified that my friends were going to be really like upset by what i wrote uh-huh. and stuff and then immediately my friends started texting me and that's like that made me relieved and that's and then they like defended me i haven't seen any of it and then everyone's like get a backbone but like that's what meant the most to me was like having my friends be like we know who you are it's okay that's awesome because i've true yeah i thought i was gonna have no more friends <laughs> Uh, well, as someone who thinks he has no friends, uh, you know, it, you'll live. Um, uh, Lisa, thanks so much again Thank for chatting with me. Everyone go check out um, her, her half hour on The Degenerates on Netflix. And want to say goodbye to everybody. Bye. This was so fun. Thank you. Oh, that was great. That was so good. Um, shout out to Lisa. Thanks for coming on the show. I hope you all go follow her on the things. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at the Billy Presida. Give me a little shout out and use the hashtag man podcast so I can see what you thought about the show. And if you're more of a Facebook person, go ahead and like our awesome man podcast fan page where we post all sorts of fun, interesting content. I'll give you memes. I'll give you pictures. I'll give you really long posts when I'm feeling, you know, emotional. It's a good place to be. Just search Man Whore Podcast and you'll find it. Want to say something to me a little privately? Shoot me an email with your comments, your questions, your boobies to manwhorepod at gmail.com. I know it's really cold right now. It's January, you know. Hey, even Las Vegas was pretty fucking cold. Maybe you and your special someone in your life are looking to go down south. Maybe you want to go down Mexico's way. Maybe you're thinking about hitting up Cancun. Then I highly recommend going to Desire Resorts. Desire Resorts is a fabulous couples only clothing optional. You know, they don't tell me to say erotic, but I'm just going to tell you it's a pretty erotic place to be. It's a vacation you'll always remember because I know that my time spent at Desire Resorts I'll never forget. I'm still wearing the bracelet, and that was Labor Day weekend. Go check out their awesome deals for their various resorts and cruises when you go to manwhorepod.com slash desire. And not for nothing, when you book your uh, your vacation through that link, uh, Billy gets a little kickback. And we all like it when Billy gets a kickback. You want to give Billy a direct kickback? Maybe you're not trying to hit desire. Maybe it's not in your budget just yet. Become a member of our fan whore community on Patreon. You get a whole bunch of awesome rewards like access to private sex positive discussion groups and bonus episodes of this show when you join at patreon.com slash man podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash man podcast. Last plug I got to do at the end here, okay? Tour to man whore. We're trying to make this thing happen, Okay. Get 20 tickets sold in your hometown, and I'm coming to you. 
Go to manwhorepod.com slash tour. See if your city's on the list. And if it is, buy a ticket, buy two tickets. Hell, one woman in Miami bought 10. Make this show happen, and I'm going to bring you a hell of a show. Go to manwhorepod.com slash tour. Next week uh, should all go well uh, (laughs) with scheduling, and she doesn't bail. We've got uh, one of my exes coming on the show, a woman who has just sexually confused me for a while. Uh, So I hope to bring that to you next week. But until then, everybody, fuck the Patriots and stay slutty. (laughs) 